On this episode of Complicated Conversations, we welcome Gabby Conti. Gabby is the author of the book, 20 Guys You Date in Your 20s, and the viral Cosmo essay, I Went on 30 Dates in Three Days. She is a podcast and talk show host, writer, comedian, journalist, and dating expert. Welcome to Pop Fiction Women, Gabby. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. So we know that you are an expert in all things Hollywood and pop culture, but your newest venture is a fictional podcast, yes. a Bad Influencer. So tell us about the concept behind Bad Influencer. Of course. Uh, it was such a dream creating this. Um, Jane Green, who is a incredibly talented fiction author, 18-time New York Times bestseller, and she also happens to be from my hometown of Westport, Connecticut. And we met each oh. other at my best friend's wedding, and she knew my work because I had a podcast called Am I Dating a Serial Killer, which she had listened to, and she had just started co-founding Emerald Audio, and she was looking for fiction ideas to develop. And so we had a meeting, and she actually had this idea for Bad Influencer, where she had the story of basically kind of like a 13 going on 30 meets big of this girl who dreams of being a famous influencer and wakes up one day and her wish comes true and she's caught in nonstop scandals. And it was kind of like the perfect place and the perfect meeting of the right time because I really had a really strong understanding of that influencer world. I think Jane at first wanted to make it about like mommy influencers, but I knew more like that 20-something influencer yeah. culture, mm -hmm. uh, you know, very much like ship culture, which they call it, which are like when you ship two people together in a ship relationship, like right now mm -hmm. everyone's shipping mm -hmm. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and just what it's like. But to are be, they? Are they? <laughs> I think they yeah. are. I mean... That's a whole I other story, so though. Um, yes, I know. We'll keep it to that maybe at the end. But <laughs> if it's real or not. Um, but, you know, yeah. and so like all of that stuff. And so I've been covering entertainment news for a while in addition to writing. And I work for Hollywire. We're on Samsung TV and Snapchat. And so I actually have been focusing specifically on Gen Z celebrity news, which falls a lot into the influencer world. So like the D'Amelios and Addison Rae and all of that stuff. So mm -hmm. a lot of those like true life scandals that I have been covering, I was able to kind of work it into the show and bring that to the show. And also I love hearing about a good influencer scam. I mean, everyone was captivated by Anna Delvey. I feel like every day another influencer uh, is getting yes. canceled for doing something stupid and then they never apologize yes. for it. They always say like, I'm sorry you feel that way or I'm sorry you were offended and they like <laughs> gaslight their followers. So it was so fun to kind of take all that and put it together. So Jade and I co-created it and then I wrote the entire nine part series. Um, I have done screenwriting before. I actually adapted my book into a rom-com. So I was coming off of just getting having that experience. And I went to school for writing and television and film where I learned under Kevin Bright, who's the executive producer of Friends. So I understood like TV writing and I, I've written pilots before, yeah. but this was like the first fiction thing. So I don't know, I kind of want my next book to be a fiction book because I feel like I learned from the best and I had such a fun time doing it. Yeah, yeah, you were just ready for this. Yeah, it was like everything was aligning. It was like the right place. Yeah, right time exactly. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I would have thought the transition, I, I mean, I get that you have so much experience in this area, but then to, to convert it into fiction podcasts, which are relatively new to these fictionalized series. Um, so tell our listeners also just sort of what to expect. I, I mean, I've listened to some of the other ones, the ones that Emerald Audio has put out, and they're fantastic. And I just felt like 
even though I listened to audiobooks, that I was blown away by the fictionalized podcast. Like it was a TV show or movie in my ears. So tell us what to expect with this. Well, you you described it perfectly. That's exactly what it is. I always call it a rom-com for your ears, which is interesting oh, yeah. to me because so much of TV I consume, like when I was getting ready right now, I was watching the new season of Love is Blind. But when I say watching, my eyes are not on the screen. I am listening to it and I'm missing <laughs> things. And the beauty yeah. about what Emerald Audio is doing and a lot of other of these networks are doing with these fiction podcasts is you don't have to watch everything. Everything is there in the audio. So mm-hmm. in terms of, it's more of like an immersive audio experience. It's different than an audiobook because audiobooks don't really have all of these sound effects, but we're really building each scene and we're letting you know as a listener through the sounds that we hear, but then also this is really a mind twist as a as a screenwriter. So much of screenwriting is show, ah, don't tell. Visual. Right, but, right. With, yes. <laughs> but with audio writing and writing fiction podcasts, it's the opposite. It's you have to tell, but you also want to tell in a way that doesn't feel so stale. You want to do it in like mm-hmm. kind of a fun way that like adding the context to the scene. And also when I'm writing, I don't have action lines. And also a lot of other fiction podcasts do like inner monologues or they have a narrator. Jane wanted to do this without a narrator, without any of that, which was a massive challenge, but I'm so happy she gave me the challenge because Mm -hmm. it was really, really fun to create those scenes and to create those sound effects and to think about where are we setting these scenes so we can really make the most of it. Because you don't want all the scenes to be like in a room. That's so boring. Like you want to actually feel like you're in the New York City influencer culture. Oh, yeah. And you have to spark the imagination of the listener as opposed to, like you're saying, a visual medium, which is doing that for you. Yeah, it's, it is such an interesting blend of like a screenwriting and then also fiction, but it's not an audiobook. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting new world. Yeah. And it's a great thing for multitasking, right? Like while you're doing some mindless task to be listening to this and transported to another world so you don't have to be bored. I love it. It's good for driving, although I will warn the listener, we do have like, there's some uh, like cop sound effects, (laughs) like, you know, cars honking, like sirens. So I'm like a little, a little concerned if like when you get to that scene, just know that no, you're not getting pulled over. It's happening in the show. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Good call. Good call. So Sarah is the protagonist. How did you get into her character or any challenges you faced when writing her and developing her? Sure. So Jane had the idea of Sarah Sunshine is her name. She's Sarah Sunshine on <laughs> on socials, uh, Sarah Sawyer in real Perfect. life. And she's a little bit, as I was writing her, I put a lot of personal, some personal things into it. Like her dad is her best friend. My dad's my best friend. She loves The Simpsons. I love The Simpsons. Um, I'm a little <laughs> bit more street smart than her and I'm a little less awkward than her, but I do kind of find myself getting tongue-tied often and getting like, I'm very much um, an introvert who comes off as an extrovert. Like in new situations, I always feel myself getting so nervous. And I always think back to like the scared, awkward nine-year-old that I was and like, and that how I'm not, I don't appear like that, but I feel like that person a lot. And also I've been to a lot of influencer events and I've always felt like an outsider. So I feel like I was able to kind of tap into that And I've also experienced what it's like to completely blow up overnight over social media with Mm -hmm. not just the 30 dates in three days, but recently I did this like TikTok video where this girl from like an etiquette thing was showing you how to properly eat a croissant. 
and I was on my honeymoon in France when I saw that video and it just enraged me because she was urging women to be like small and dainty and polite to like win a man. So I stitched her video with me taking a bite of a croissant in Italy and then flicking off the camera where you can see that I am not only engaged, I'm also married. And this video <laughs> has like 8 million views from like all over the world. And so I got to experience what it's like to go from, I mean, not like from zero followers to millions of followers like it happens to Sarah, but for me to go from like, you know, 6,000 followers to like 12,000 followers overnight. It's like, it's absolutely insane, but it's so much of the world that we live in and so much of the world that I've reported upon. So. Yes. Mm. Yes. And that's one of the things that you give to Sarah too. With a million new followers comes a million more responsibilities. Talk about that a little bit. Well, it's not just the responsibilities, it's also the scandals. And that's something that I've seen in the celebrities that I've covered or the influencers I've covered for Hollywire is you see these kids that really, I mean, that really come from nowhere and they do a TikTok dance. And I've, I've interviewed a lot of these influencers at work and they, and you, they come from nothing. And then all of a sudden, everyone is watching them. And with everyone watching you, you're under a microscope. And we see this also with celebrities all the time. Uh, I mean, like, look at Olivia Rodrigo, you know, someone who had a small fan base prior to driver's license and then driver's license came out and everyone was analyzing the lyrics of her song. Every time she's photographed with a different guy, we assume it's her boyfriend. She's losing the rights to her songs because they sound like other songs. Like she's, she's, really caught in nonstop scandals. And they always say like more money, more problems. But I think today in yeah. this influencer culture, it's more followers, more problems, because the more people that are watching you, the more people care what you do in your every move. And there's more room for error and mistakes. Yeah. Um, and, and there's lots of people that are willing to jump on that and, and support you, uh, just as many supporters as there will be haters. Right? And something else that's interesting about that, and I learned that from, actually, I've learned this from uh, Perez Hilton, who I got to co-host with at Hollywire, and I, I has now become a friend and also appears on the show as himself and is like yes. chef's kiss, like mm -hmm. amazing cameo. But Perez always said, you know, it's interesting because with the more haters you get, sometimes you get more haters, but you still get more followers in getting the haters. Like uh, right. anytime there's a scandal, a lot of times people are following the person that the scandal is about because they want to see what they do next. And um, Perez has, has said that like sometimes if someone leaves him a negative comment, it's actually kind of a good thing in a weird way because more people are like responding to that comment and it's more like activity and it's more like interaction, which is actually better for your page. So it's kind yeah. of like a no press sword. is bad press. No right? press. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So you mentioned Perez and you have other celebrity influencers that you've got involved in the show. So tell us about that. And how did you get the others? Sure. So while this is a fiction podcast, there are some things that are kind of like inspired by the real world. So the only people that are playing themselves, but I, I think it's more like playing a version of themselves. Um, we have Perez. We have Kristen Doty from Vanderpump Rules. We have Dumois. And we also reference Dumois. So Dumois, which if you don't know, is a celebrity gossip Instagram account that's just, just to some people, they call it like the entertainment news Bible. I am one of those people. Um, and so in this world, Dumois is a thing. And, you know, and that is how that's she's very much like reporting. And these influencers are people that Dumois 
post about in this world. And then we also have Christy Carlson Romano. So they all make cameos as themselves, which is just was so fun. And the idea behind it, Jane had the idea that she wanted to get real influencers and voices that we recognize to be on the yeah. podcast to play themselves in this world. But then it was like, okay, well, which influencers do we know? And I was lucky enough to have relationships with all four of these influencers and I was able to get them on the show, which was amazing. And I'm so grateful <sighs> for that is so great. There's a line in the trailer, though. I think Christy says it. Stay away from psychics. I'm sorry, we cannot support that blanket statement. Maybe just do your homework on your psychic. Oh, we no. love psychics. That's, that's actually in reference to something that happened to Christy specifically. So Christy has this long video about how she lost like thousands and thousands of dollars to a psychic and how she got oh. scammed by a psychic. So that's self-referential. Oh, okay. So she's bringing that, that real... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, but no, okay. I I, I right. love a psychic here and there, but I don't love a psychic that is going to solve all your problems Scammer. for $5,000, which almost happened to me in New York City at Bloomingdale's on my birthday. So uh, oh, those psychics oh, you have to stay away from. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You can't find the ones at Bloomingdale's. Yes. No. Well, she approached me, which was should have been my first red flag. But, you know, instead I'm like mm. a believer. So I'm like, oh, this is meant to yeah. be. It's like she must have known of it was my birthday. Like, yes. That's what I was going to say. She's reading universe. the energy. Yes. Exactly. I would have absolutely been the same exact way. Yeah. She told me my third eye was closed and that she could open it for me for $5,000. <laughs> You're like, hmm. Great yeah. money well spent. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you gave a warning earlier about, you know, sirens and other things when driving. I, I'm wondering if how much of a warning we need about how steamy this will be. Um, because from the trailer, we do see some drama between Sarah and Adam. So how many chili peppers as they uh, rating scale it will can we what's expect? it out of how many what's yeah. The total, yeah yeah how, what's out the of five five i think out it's five, five chilies i'm gonna give it like three and a half four chili peppers oh, okay because okay. so we have so sarah and adam and so basically the influencer that before she becomes famous sarah idolizes this influencer named eva evolving who's like the biggest deal ever, and Sarah wants to be just like her. And Eva has a boyfriend named Adam, because Adam and Eva, of course, right? Mm -hmm. Love and it. so she idolizes this couple. She thinks they're amazing. And she has a crush on Adam because he actually – and she there's like a weird like kismet with them. Like in another world, they are totally meant to be because he's also from her hometown in Indiana. So she feel, but they never knew each other back in Indiana. So she just feels like super, super connected to him. And they, you see that they really make more sense together than Eva and Adam. So we have that love triangle. And then I don't want to spoil it, but I will say there is one other affair that happens that's very steamy oh, and okay. hot and happens on a private jet. Wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. okay. Love it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that is exciting. And my gosh, those names are so good. I mean- <laughs> The influencer Eva evolving? I mean, come on. Yeah. Jane had it as Eva enchanted, but we, it was like it was too similar to Ella enchanted. So uh, yeah. I was like, okay, well, what's another E word? And then I evolving was just so funny to me because it's like, it's I'm always perfect. evolving. Like, how can exactly. I evolve under these conditions? Like, <laughs> I, I feel like as an influencer, that would be huge. People yeah. would love that. Of course, yeah. I want to evolve too. I want to evolve. I guess I have okay. to follow her. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs>
So we already mentioned your viral Cosmo essay where that had you going on 30 dates in three days, mm-hmm. which is insane. But your 31st date is now your husband. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that story. Sure. So I, it's 31st first date, I guess, would make sense. Yes. Okay. So the Fair 30 enough. dates in three days, um, those were like all first dates. And those happened around... Memorial Day weekend. And then by Labor Day weekend, I matched with my husband on Bumble and we started dating like just in time for cuffing season. And we've been together ever since. Um, Sorry, you might hear my cat in the background who (laughs) also is kind of on the show. We have a we have a a cat on our show who was somewhat inspired by my cat Owen. So... (laughs) Love it. If you hear him. Um, So basically, I did this thing for Cosmo. It was something that I was doing on my own, uh, very similar to what we see now on like spilling about bad dates on TikTok, which is like a big trend. But before TikTok, there was Instagram story. And so this was the summer of 2019. I had just moved to New York for a relationship around the same time that that psychic wanted to open up my third eye. She was kind of right. The relationship was wrong. (laughs) I got out of the relationship. I moved back to LA where I had been for 10 years. And I was trying to get back out there on dating, but I was having a really hard time. I felt really out of the game because I was in this relationship for two years. And also it's like really hard to date when you're still like kind of nursing a heartache. Like I knew that he wasn't the person for me, but it was like, am I ready yet? And whatnot. And I would find myself doing, which is the worst thing to do on dating apps, where I would just endlessly message someone and I would never actually meet up with them. So I started posting on my Instagram story before and after going on the date, not revealing who the guy was, but kind of using my followers to like kind of psych me up to like go on the date or kind of give me advice. And it was really helpful in getting back into the dating scene. And I was writing for Cosmo magazine at the time. And my editor saw these videos and asked if there's any way we could turn it into an article. And so I was like, sure, why don't we do 30 dates in 30 days? And she's like, it's been done. Can you do 30 dates in three days? And that's like about 10 dates a day. I had a week to set it all up. Half of the guys had no idea because she thought I'd get a more organic read. And and honestly, my real mission in this wasn't to like expose these guys or anything like that or call them out. It was more to really hope to find someone and to help myself kind of get over my last relationship and get back out there. And I do think it worked because the big thing I learned from that was just the way to use dating apps. A lot of people are always complaining about them, saying they don't work. And the biggest thing is you really have to spend the least amount of time chatting on the app and just set the date, confirm the date, go on the date. If they cancel, if they reschedule and they don't actually reschedule, thank you next. You know, like that's actually the way to do it which ended up working out because by the time I met my husband, I had, that was kind of what I had going on. And also I had learned that first dates really should only be an hour. It's like the second date where you really should be spending more time and energy with this person. And so I walked into this date with my husband who maybe I wouldn't have matched with, maybe I wouldn't have dated in, in the past because he wasn't exactly my type on paper, but he definitely was. I learned my type in person. And I was like, well, what do I have to lose? I'm only giving this an hour. And then it ended up being one of those dates that never ended. And we've been together ever Uh. since. 
But what I like about what I learned, and this connects back to the podcast, is we have a sponsor for our podcast that I was able to get that I believe in so much. And it's a new dating app called First Rounds on Me. And it is literally Mm. designed the way, and this is just a coincidence, it's designed the way I was using dating apps, which is that you only match with someone when someone sets a date of like a time and place to grab a drink. And once Ah, that person accepts, right? Once Uh that person accepts, the date is set and you can't message back and forth until 12 hours before the date. So it mimics this organic connection when you meet in person. And you're only committing to one round of drinks. And whoever is the one who invites you for the drinks is the one who's paying for the drinks. So you get rid of all the awkwardness, everything. And I just really, I want more people to join this app. It's a newer app. It's in major cities because I really feel like this is how dating apps are supposed to work. And I really feel like the founders, unlike other dating apps, like they want you to get off the app. They want you to meet someone and make a connection. So many other dating apps are designed to keep you on the apps forever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we've, we've all learned how to be online, but sometimes, especially after pandemic, we're still figuring out how to get back into the IRL part Mm -hmm. of relationships and connections. And so I love that, that yeah. concept. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, I'm, I'm really great. excited about it. And and you can find it in our show notes because we have like a link for that too. So if any singles awesome. are listening, definitely check yeah, it out. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess you, you definitely sounds like you've had some experience and th- this is a great tip. Um, I'm also wondering if from this you know, you also wrote that your book, 20 Guys You Date in Your 20s, which is certainly not only for 20-year-olds. Oh, you got it. Yeah. There we go. Yes. <laughs> so I just feel like you might have some thoughts just generally about ar- sort of archetypes of men and m- maybe the number one ones to stay away from or ones to give maybe a second chance to that you might not have thought of. But maybe it's just you need to meet them in person and see what your type is. That could be the I- answer too. Yeah, I think definitely you got to meet these people in person. You can't just base your entire relationship off just a digital connection. You have to meet um, because that's not a relationship. And if someone isn't meeting you, I hate to bring up this controversial dating book, but they're just not that into you if they're not actually making time for you on your schedule. So in terms of 20 guys you date in your 20s, it's written from a straight female perspective, my perspective, my experience dating. But I feel like these are less guys. They're more like relationship types or relationships relationship obstacles. And the only one out of these that I would say stay away from is the toxic relationship, which is something when I first entered dating, I didn't understand what a toxic relationship was. I didn't know that like emotionally abusive was a thing. I didn't know what like red flags, all that stuff. So that is like the only chapter in here where I'm like, stay away from this person. Each chapter has a story of my experience dating that type of person. It has charts, it has quizzes. And then there's an ask someone else section where experts weigh in and couples who have successfully overcome that obstacle weigh in with advice on how you can make that relationship work. Mm -hmm. And then each guy got to read his story and respond to various levels of participation. Some were like, please never talk to me again. And others (laughs) were like, oh my God, so great to hear from you. Like, wow, what a trip down memory lane. Um, So that's like with that. But obviously the guy who's toxic, I did not want to talk to him again. So I really feel like these types, which are like older than you, younger than you, hotter than you, cooler than you, a lot of... long distance. It's really more like the insecurities we have when we're in these types of relationships. And my husband is like a combination of them. So it's less of like stay away from these 20 men and these 20 men are the worst. Mm -hmm. It's more like these are common tropes that you will encounter anytime you're single, anytime you're dating. This is my experience from them. 
these are what experts have to say because I'm really not a licensed expert. So here's what a licensed expert has to say. And here's the male perspective. And here's also what people who have experienced this relationship from all different genders and sexualities have to say about it. Oh, it's incredible. What a great book. Yeah. Thanks. What a great book. Yeah. We, it's also we, available in to... French. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> new... is, that, is that connected to the croissant situation? No, but maybe. Because... That was Italy. <laughs> maybe because we found we found out that they published it in French with another pu- like Chronicle sold it to Casa Editions, which is a French publisher, and it that news happened a couple of months after it went viral. So I don't know if that has any connection. We'll never know. All right. Okay. Wow. Yeah, we love those connections. So we've come to the part of our show where we ask about astrology, and sometimes mm-hmm. we're scared to ask authors. We don't know how it will be received, but you are juiced in, and you're in LA. We know. I'm guessing you probably know more than just your sun sign, even even at oh, that. Oh, yeah. I know my big three, yeah. of course. Okay. 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 Tell us <laughs> if, you, if you're willing to share. I have CoStar on my phone. We love that. Oh, you love CoStar. CoStar is the best. I every like I did my mom's. I did, which makes a lot of sense. Um, I did my husband's. Yeah. Like everyone, I love. <laughs> love so it. So I'm I'm a Cancer, and my rising is a Gemini, and my Moon. Right, the Moon is the other one, not mm-hmm. the one. The sun is yeah. when you're born, right? And yeah. then my Moon is an yeah. Aries. Oh, oh gosh. nice combo! Yeah. Wow, you have a lot of emotions going on. There's a lot of, and a lot of like jump right in. I mean, it makes sense. The 30 dates in three days, you're like, yeah, I can do this. Let's just jump right in. That makes sense. And I love love. Like I'm very much a hopeless romantic or hopeful romantic, very much an Mm -hmm. optimist. And yeah, yeah, I think it it does make a lot of sense once I read into it. uh, That yeah, of of course. And people never think I'm a cancer. Like when they meet me, they're like, you're not a like I don't read as a cancer. And I think it's the I think it's the Gemini. The Gemini. Gemini rising. That's exactly what I was going to say. You present because Gemini are so communicative and outspoken and that tracks for you. Yeah, that's how you present, right? Oh, I love that. And the fire on the inside. Yeah, and this you might find interesting. I realized, so I kind of was, I wrote a piece. I also contribute for Giddy, which is the number one um, sexual health platform in in the world, but we also do a lot of like dating and relationships. And so I covered twin flames and karmic soulmates and all that stuff. I don't know if you guys get into that. Oh, Um, yes. But, and I'll get into, but something that I thought was interesting with astrology is the person that I've always identified with as my twin flame and my husband, their birthdays are like very similar. And my twin flame or former twin flame just got married and his wife's birthday is like right next to mine. Isn't that weird? Oh, yes. Oh, wow. I I see stuff like that all the time. It and- tracks. Actually, today is the birthday of a roommate of mine from college who her best friend roommate was born today and then her husband was born today. So I'm like, I think those things definitely track. Well, and mm. also um, I realized like the three big loves of my life. So my high school boyfriend, my college boyfriend, and my husband are all Tauruses. Oh, mm. yeah. Yeah. Yes. We've heard that too from people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and Which I never also makes that. sense. Yeah. That makes sense for you. A Taurus, probably very patient and supportive. Grounded. Like, yes. Grounded for you. That's fantastic. I yeah, love that. Yeah. It's just so weird. <laughs> So we always like to find out what you're loving. Like, what are you watching, listening to, reading, anything? What are you obsessing over so that we can then obsess over it? 
Oh, okay. Um, so I just read a couple of books I read that I absolutely loved. I just read The Social Engagement, which was yeah. so good. And it also feels mm-hmm. very my, – my book agent actually like, you need to read this book. And I'm like, oh, because of like The Bad Influencer. It really plays on like how we see things on social media and what's happening behind the scenes. And I absolutely loved it. Um, I yes. also really love the book Double Decker Dreams by Lindsay McMillan. Um, it's just like a beautiful – new modern rom-com that takes place in London and it really plays into like love at first sight and uh, this thing that we call delusionships or delulu is what Gen Z calls it where you think you're like dating someone but you're not it's all in your head and so it kind of plays off that and she does a fantastic job with that and then in terms of what I'm listening to I'm absolutely loving and this is also Gemini 13 because Gemini 13 and Emerald Audio did Bad Influencer and then Gemini 13 and Diversion did another fiction podcast series called The Royals of Malibu and it is just so so good it's so juicy that is like like 10 Mm -hmm. chili peppers like it's just really really good (laughs) yeah um uh and then I I also love the podcast um even the rich because I love hearing about like celebrities and like their you know their past scandals and scamfluencers those are like two of my favorite podcasts Mm -hmm. I'm listening to um things that I am watching yeah Love is Blind. I'm That's watching great. that. I'm watching The Golden Bachelor. Mm-hmm. I'm not usually a big reality TV person. I love the best movie I saw, two movies I saw recently that I absolutely loved, Bottoms and Theater Camp, I thought were just like beautiful films. Oh. And obviously the Barbie movie, but that's like been a while now. Yes. I, I literally read a book like every three weeks. So I feel like I'm definitely missing, but I'm I'm an avid reader. Oh, no. So. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Oh, Gabby, you have so many great book. recommendations. Yes. <laughs> Last one. Most Hated. It's by Kara Alloway, and she is a real housewife. I don't know if you've ever had her on, but she's a, she's fantastic. She's a real housewife of Toronto, which we uh-huh. never saw here in the States, but she gave me yeah. like the link so I could watch it <laughs> in like the Hong Kong feed or something like that. And it's it, it's a fiction book, but it's so fascinating because it's kind of inspired by her experience of getting the villain edit on Real Housewives of Toronto. Yeah. And she does it with like a f- three different perspectives, like two of the housewives and the producer is how she tells the story, which kind of plays into like talking heads. And that was like such a juicy read that I really, really loved. I am just frantically taking notes. Yeah. I am... <laughs> I, all of these things sound so good. I'm going to check it out. I hope so. Well, Gabby, thank you so much for joining us. The entire season of Bad Influencer is available wherever you get podcasts. Is that right? That is right. And um, yes, and Emerald Audio has it all. Also, if you go to my website, GabbyConti.com, I have a link there. Or my Instagram, it's GabbyConti, I-T-S-G-A-B-I-C-O-N-T-I. There is a link in bio for that. And yeah, you can listen to all nine episodes. And if you like it, please show us some love. We are a new female-driven, female-led storytelling network. So we really could use your support. Oh, we can't wait to do that. Yeah. Yeah, That's perfect for our audience. So that's amazing. Everyone go check it out. (laughs) Amazing.